Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Straight off the of hard knocks. We got a lot of hard knocks conversation War coming at you. <laughs> Wes is filming. We are on the air. We waited a little bit longer than usual to do the whole filming thing. I don't know what kind of question. Now I'm doing radio and video at the same Trying time. Trying to give them something different, a little simulcast, so to speak. Are you doing, are you going live right now? Not live, no. Uh, I thought you might be going John Moran on us. No, not the no, no. <laughs> Yeah, that would be funny. That would be hilarious. I'm just kidding, Jeff. This I something promise. different. I forgot it was War Cry Wednesday, and I didn't get our War Cry. All right, let uh, everybody in the car go ahead. If you're doing, if you're going solo, if you got somebody in the car, that's fine. I'm going to give a countdown to three. Go ahead, Fitty. Get the mic in place. Turn your mic on. I'm going to count down to three, and we'll do a War Cry right, for War Cry it. Wednesday. Let's One, two, three. That was a good one. I feel very good. All right. Hey, go ahead. Pull up to the scene. Let's do it right now, Fiddy. Pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. Open up the doors. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! a Hard Knocks-inspired question for you. If you haven't checked it out, they released another episode. My first time ever watching it, by the way. I know that there are seasons that are hit or miss, but man, this one is pretty fire to me, Wes, and I am somebody that has never watched this in its entirety before. So you can tell me if it's usually a pretty good product, and the people can tell me out there as well on the text line, 704-570-9610. But I need to know... Is the floor always pretty damn good with Hard Knocks, or is this a particularly good couple of episodes to start a season? Tell me, Wes, what am I missing? What am I getting right? I'll tell you what, man. It's interesting you bring that up because I thought last night's episode was one of the best I've seen in quite some time. I loved it. You got a little bit of everything. You got great football action. You got a lot of trash talk uh, from the players. You got good off-the-field stuff, but that's because this, last night was what I expected from the Jets' hard knocks. Because with Detroit, there was no star power. That's what was lacking. Your main focus was the coach and Aiden Hutchinson. With the Jets, they have stars all over the field at different positions. And so you get a little bit of everything. This has been an excellent hard knocks, even though we'll get into it as we go. I'm about sick of Aaron Rodgers. I just want to vomit talking about him right now and just how he is on there. I just want to just, I I can't even describe it. But other than that, it's been phenomenal. (laughs) I looked at Wes's ideas on the rundown. And the first three were about hard knocks. And one was expletive laden. And it was pointed to, you guessed it, 
Aaron Rodgers. And so we're going to get to that in a moment. One was directed towards the opening scene of episode two. And Robert Sala and the New York Jets brought in a magician or a mentalist, as he called himself. And I want to know what out there gives you an irrational fear. We've talked about this before, but I saw Wes say, bleep that magician. That was his bullet point on Wes's idea as a part of the Google Drive. Bleep that magician. And the whole Jets team is flabbergasted at what's going on with what he's doing, performing with Aaron Rodgers, McCole Hardman, Michael Carter goes up there. It's wild stuff. Fitty, you saw the episode as well, correct? You yep. have you have a fear of a couple of different things that you've put out there before. I think snakes, spiders, some classic stuff for you. What do magicians do? Does magic, does that kind of mind-reading stuff scare you at all? No, it doesn't scare me. I do have some irrational fears, though, that might surprise you. All right, let's hear them. Um, I disclosed this on the Kyle Bailey show when I was out with him at ACC uh, kickoff a few weeks ago. I hate driving over bridges. I hate That's going right. through tunnels. I do not like parking in parking decks. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, hold on. My question now is, what are you not scared of? That's my question. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've just seen the uh, the infrastructure in this country, and let's just say it's rather scary. All right, it's going to the country now. Wes, I'll go to you. What is an irrational... Is magicians on the top of the list? Because the way you were writing on the Google Drive, it makes me believe that magicians are the number one thing you are not about to mess with. No, no, not at all. It's just that magician getting up there with his mumbo-jumbo, especially talking about the Super Bowl and that they're going to beat the 49ers 31-21. Oh, he made me want to just go now. into the I'm room sorry. and... And just tell him that he needs to get out of here with all that propaganda nonsense. You know, David Copperfield in my book. But other than that, when you talk about irrational fears, um, let's see. So the magician, the magic doesn't scare you at all. It's Not all at about all. the San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. You got to be mad at McCole Hardman. Yeah. McCole could have said anything, but he went with San Francisco, yeah. which is also, I'm going to flip this on you, Wes. It's a sign of respect that he chose San Francisco to represent the NFC. Yeah, but, yeah, but still... All right. I'll, I'll take the 15 when he comes across the middle. I'll just put it like that. Okay. You know what I'm Fair. saying? Yeah, I, I do. I do know what you're saying. <laughs> what, what irrational fear um, do you have? Let me see. Uh, I would say sometimes like a, a, a dark room, like if the house is dark, sometimes mm -hmm. you go downstairs, I might put a little bit more pep in my step just not knowing what could be <laughs> in the dark when I'm going back to where I need to get you to. You know what? That's a good point. That actually brought up one fear that I didn't realize that I had. But the dark. When, when I lived at an apartment complex, uh, when I was a kid, more so it was middle school and i would have to go throw the trash out and boy when it was dark i ran through it right, over the wall right and ran right back that's home. what i'm saying you don't know what could be lurking i do the exact same thing i watched my car the other day at night and i kept my head on a swivel at all times <laughs> with the dark <laughs> yeah it's i just want to be able to see yeah i just it doesn't bother me as much but especially when you're laying in bed and you're thinking did I lock the door? Yeah. And you know you probably that, did, but you need to go ahead and gotta check. Got to double check and then, uh, you know, roller coasters and things like that. I love to get on them, but you do think about the what ifs. I won't go into those, but you think about the yeah. what ifs. I know people are going to Final Destination 3 right now. <laughs> right. If you know, you know. Hashtag. The other one for me, I've talked about it before, too. Fiddy, I think we share this. Elevators, I'm not a big fan of. That was the that other too. one that I cannot stand. I, I'm okay if I can see. So the mall elevators where it's glass all around and you can see outside, I'm cool with that. It doesn't make a ton of sense, I guess a little bit. I just want to know what's going on. But 
as long as I can see I'm okay, I'll get in an elevator because especially when you have to go up five floors, three floors or more, I'm not trying to take the stairs at that point. So I'm going to get in the elevator and I've been okay. I've gotten over that fear as we move on, but it's still a little bit of a problem. Will and Hickory said the ventriloquist dummies. Oh, I think that's one a lot of people are afraid of. Really? Oh, the vi- yes, dolls. I mean, there's a reason people will go to dolls for scary stuff. The one and two and a half men that Alan has is is borderline psychotic. Those are among my most hated episodes of that show, too. I, I don't really care for the one <laughs> who was doing that. Yeah, the dolls are super weird. Well, and Alan, oh, you're, I'm sorry. Are you saying there's something Alan is doing you don't like on two and a half <laughs> men? Maybe it's because he's the worst sitcom character to ever be created. Ever. See, now you went too far. No, I, I went I went just the right amount. I'll tell you a real quick story. Might be listening, my buddy. I, I pulled a really mean prank on him one time. And so one time, my friend was staying at my house in high school. And he was staying in the room that belonged to my niece. And so there were dolls in there and some stuff like that. And a little known fact about me, very good with the Etch-A-Sketch. Very good. Just a hidden talent that I have. Not me to Kimes level. You might have seen Nerd. Yeah, no, big time for sure. Very good at the Etch-A-Sketch, something that I like playing with as a kid. So one time, when my buddy was sleeping, Woody from Toy Story had a doll, put him in a tiny chair, wrote on the Etch-A-Sketch, his name is Nick. I put, Nick must die. I put it in the lap (laughs) of the doll, sitting on a chair, looking at him sleeping, threw something at him to wake him up. He woke up, looked at it, he said, Walker, I'm not playing with that. I'm not playing. And had to go into another room and sleep because he just wouldn't be able to do it. It was a mean prank, but I pulled it off. That is hilarious because clowns is a big one. And it's funny you say that because my friend was like that in college, one of my teammates, and I had told him one night I was going to sneak into his room and put a poster of it up on there while he was sleeping and let him wake up and see it. Yeah, so you know about that life a little bit. The degenerate stuff <laughs> I you never might did do. it, yeah, but I thought I mean, about it. But at least, yeah, the, the thought itself is, is enough for uh, us to at least match it in some capacity. What about the Carolina Panthers? Does that scare you at all after watching this episode? Yeah, looking at that interior of that offensive line, man, that gave me the heebie-jeebies. So, second take Tuesday, maybe even third take Wednesday, yeah. even if we don't have alliteration. We do have the Hard Knocks episode. It just so happens to feature the Panthers because the Jets had joint practice. We know how that all went. We talked about it last week and Monday, given the recap of preseason game number one. Did you have any new takeaways or confirmed original takeaways because of this episode's release, Wes? Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about how the Panthers are going to have to figure something out. Brady Christensen on that left side. We talked about the right side troubles. Bottom line, the interior of that Carolina offensive line, man, looks like like that, that, that there's going to be some work needed to be done because Quentin Williams, and I know he's one of the best in the game, but he had a field day, and it continued to the preseason game. So I'm going to continue to have faith, but we talked about that Giants front line that they could see on Friday. So we're going to see. But but see, I, I don't think we can just overlook. I don't think that's a footnote, and I know he's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the game. That's a big point here, that Quentin Williams is top five. He got paid like it. Yeah, he is. And no he, even, he gave a shout-out to his agent at the beginning of the show, by the way, which I thought was funny. But Quentin, look, and you talk about pedigree. I know you love some Alabama pedigree, as evidenced by your conversation with Bryce Young talking about him. 
Alabama, Quentin Williams, top three pick. He was number two, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, taken. And maybe even took a little bit of time to reach dominance. But he's here now. He's here now. And Quentin Williams, even in practice, by the way, right? Even against the Jets' offensive line, before they took that trip down to Spartanburg, they all went to the film session, and their defensive coordinator was saying, Quentin, you messed up, man, because I saw you dominate every single drill. I'm going to hold you to that standard every single time. And he lived up to it against the Carolina Panthers. So if it's Quentin Williams, then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of offensive linemen that get beat by him, in my opinion. So that's why I'm not crazy worried about it right now and why if you were to force me to be legitimately worried about something going forward, of course it's right guard because we have to figure out that answer. But the biggest negative surprise, I'll echo my sentiment from what we talked about Monday, it has to be Icky Aquanu because it wasn't Quinn and Williams beating him off of the line. It's Icky, who we both have a lot of faith in. And so that's the thing I would love to see shore up in game two. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get what you're saying as far as it being his, uh, you know, one of the best defensive tackles in all of football that beat them. But you got to think, I mean, man said he had 10 sacks, 11 sacks in the in the joint practice. So you would have to think even a little bit of uh, talent from a defensive tackle would allow him to at least be bothersome with what we've seen from the game and from that practice. And so that's my point. If a guy like Quentin Williams, of course, he's going to eat. But he was uber-dominant there, so you would have to think some of the D-tackles that they will be going against will at least be bothersome, and that could just be a trouble area. I'm not completely hitting the panic button, but that just wasn't a good look. I'm not saying it eases my concerns about Carolina, but I'm trying not to be influenced by the propaganda of hard knocks because Mm. I could see anybody leaving hard knocks feeling good about whatever team, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's part of the cleansing that happens with an NFL release product about an NFL team. All that to say, Will McDonald looked good without hard knocks. Okay, Like we can just watch him against the Carolina Panthers beating down Cameron Irving. So they have a good rookie on the defensive line. They also have a good stalwart with Quinn and Williams, as we're continuing to talk about. Maybe the Jets are just going to be really good up front this year, just like they were last year. That's what I think. The Jets are just going to be a damn good defensive line going forward. So maybe it doesn't ease your concerns about Carolina, but perhaps a little bit of a buffer. All right, it happened against the Jets. Just don't let it happen against some of these defensive lines that are average, maybe a little above and a little below. That's when the offensive line needs to start to protect Bryce Young a lot better. That'll do it for getting off the bus. Let's move on. Let's continue to talk about hard knocks. And then with the fade out. That was nice. That was fitting. Give him all the respect, man. Okay. Look, we gave a war cry Wednesday. He's been dynamic ever since because he gave a great yell. Fitty's a good yeller. That gets his energy going. It does. He's a great yell. I mean, he he. What what I love about Fitty too is when he gets ready for a yell. It's almost like a wind up toy because he scoots away from the desk and then he flexes his arms. He looks down. He gets into a zone and then he gives you one of those yells. And that's what I love about Fiddy, the dynamic producer. He's going to be on the other side of the break with us. We'll also talk about the Panthers' offensive line and the defensive line. Are there more things to take away because of Hard Knocks episode number two? It's coming up next on Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. the episode this morning getting ready for the show and i heard this song while hard knocks was transitioning from jets practice to joints joint practice going down to spartanburg i feel like this is a carolina song that isn't mentioned all that much because i feel like you hear sweet caroline you get pd pablo a lot but i don't feel like we get carolina by shaggy a ton when we talk about north carolina i was like okay there's a little bit of a change of pace from hard knocks yeah i saw when I heard it, I was like, man, I've never heard that either. Um, I've never heard it in my life. To be Wait, frank. you've never heard that song, period. I've never heard that song, period. Okay, I'm surprised. You've heard that song before, Fiddy, right? Um, I don't think so, because whenever you were playing it in the fishbowl, I said, and I quote, what the hell is that? Yeah, but I thought maybe it was the volume, but I didn't realize that you had never heard of it before. But okay, see, this is what I'm saying. I feel like if a Carolina song by Shaggy is out there, I would think... Most people would put something out there about, hey, this is a fun song because it uh, pertains to the state. But yeah, Petey Pablo is usually what we go with. Anyways, I thought that was a nice change of pace by Hard Knocks. I do want to go to the text line, 704-570-9610. I wanted to get to some of the irrational fears that you have. I forget what I referenced, but two people talked about the SpongeBob episode. Brian said, Walker reminded me of the SpongeBob episode with the hash slinging slasher. It's a great episode. Love that that was the mention. Nate Dogg wrote the same thing. It's like that SpongeBob episode when they're open 24-7. Panther Bo had a pretty vicious, irrational fear. I hope he's able to eat in peace because he's got one about metal shards and food. Dang. Yeah, that's uh, a... It's just very specific. It's very specific. Has this happened to you before, Panther Bo? If it has, can you please tell us where it happened to you so I can never eat food from there ever again? I do know someone that swears they found a lug nut in their food at a fast food restaurant one time. I'm not going to call them out because I don't know if I want to put that smoke on them because I also don't have any evidence. But imagine finding a lug nut in your cheeseburger at a fast food restaurant. That would be weird. I'm about to get paid. You are about to get paid. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Uh, Casey Steve said, escalators, always think about getting clothing caught in them, pick my kid up every single time. I think that's a common one. Escalators, a lot of people want to time that just right, taking a step over when the escalator goes back into the cycle. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. 704 said, I was walking across the pedestrian bridge at Charlotte Motor Speedway when it collapsed and they actually, when it collapsed and I actually jumped and it did not fall down into the highway and barely made it. I've had a phobia of bridges and pedestrian bridge ever since. I was going to say that too, man. When you drive across bridges, sometimes you wonder what if it collapses. Uh, Cam tweets things as a Clemson fan. I'm afraid of losing to both Duke and USC Junior this year. I might not be able to listen to Bone until next football season. I mean, wow. I've actually not heard that before. Yeah. I don't think we'll lose either game, though, by the way. And the last one I'll read, Moose wrote in, Fiddy rejecting me is my fear. 
and Walker not letting me meet his fish. All right. couple of, Moose, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to be a legitimate fear or not. Maybe one day you can meet my fish and Fiddy will accept you. Let's move on to more hard knocks takeaways. The good and the bad during the Panthers episodes. Wes, you're not wrong about what the bad was because the offensive line could not contain Quinn and Williams whatsoever. In the preseason game, we all know this, Michael Jordan couldn't contain Jefferson whatsoever. Will McDonald got his against Cameron Irving. The offensive line in general did not look very good. We can also go to joint practices where that's what you're talking about. Quinnen Williams said he posted 10 sacks and he was telling everybody that would listen to him. Aaron Rodgers, the camera crew, anybody that would listen to him. He was telling you that he had 10 sacks and then even got more. And then even got one more, and Aaron Rodgers looked at the camera and said, there's 11. Yep. So, you're right. He did absolutely terrorize the offensive line. At least the scales were balanced, though. Because, yes, that was the bad. But the defensive line is something we've been a little worried about. And it looks like they got after Aaron Rodgers in joint practice. And we even saw the defensive line perform pretty well. Maybe not in run defense. And that's a concern, no doubt. But we saw them get after the passer a little bit in this game. And in joint practice, we certainly saw that where they were debating whether there was a sack posted in practice or whatever. But Aaron Rodgers was not happy with his offensive line. Not at all. Even in that preseason game, you can see a clip of him talking with Mekhi Becton, the first-round pick out of Louisville from a couple of years ago, has battled some injuries here and there. But Mekhi Becton is someone that needs to perform a lot better than what he has, especially now protecting for Aaron Rodgers. And there's a clip between both of those guys, Aaron Rodgers telling Mackay, hey, we'll go out to lunch, keep grinding, you know, I believe in you, I love you, all that stuff. The Carolina Panthers, their defensive line and their pressure brought that out. So I think the bad was both offensive lines, and I think the good was both defensive lines. Is that a fair take by you? Yeah, I think so, too, because when you talked about earlier how they try to make it look good for the other team, but they definitely put the Jets uh, especially their offensive line in a bad light towards the end of that episode. And, yeah, that was another thing that was getting on my nerves with Rodgers, his little comments when he was getting pressured and doing what he does, pointing a finger, throwing his teammates under the bus. Are you going to – Go ahead, Ben. Are you going to – are you gonna, is anybody going to block out here? Shut up. Do your job. Like, come on, man. You could be more positive than that. I mean, he made multiple comments about the offensive line. I was like, man, get out of here. I'd right, so just let him get any given Sunday and just move and let somebody just blow him up. I want to see if everybody else feels the same way you do, specifically <laughs> about this episode. Because Aaron Rod, even with this episode. Bryce Young would never do that. Even with this episode. People, uh, I want to know if people hate Aaron Rodgers the way you do, specifically off of something that happened in episode two. Did you get that feeling? I know you've turned. Obviously, he did. I I know, Fiddy, you've turned, and and now you're a big old Aaron Rodgers fan. But could you see where Wes is coming from with the hatred and the vitriol that comes even from this specific showing? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, your your job is to block so he can throw the football where the football needs to get thrown. If you don't do your job, you should be cussed at and be held accountable. That's what he's doing. And that's something that, quite frankly, like that organization isn't used to because they haven't had a quarterback the status of Aaron Rodgers. Mm. But since Brett Favre, I mean, like Mark Sanchez took them to the back-to-back AFC title games, beat Tom Brady in a road playoff game, but he couldn't command the locker room. He couldn't run an organization. That's what Rodgers is, and you're seeing that on display with the uh, inside access with hard knocks. (laughs) (sighs) 
Cool. How you feeling, Wes? He called out y'all offensive. If you're not blocking, you deserve to be cussed right, out. Right, right. And, and the way that the team treats him, I mean, did you guys not watch the playoffs over the last, I don't know, since he won a Super Bowl? Did you guys not miss some of the pedestrian playoff games that he's had, the pedestrian big games that he's had? And that's my thing. They're just all over this guy. Like, he's Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or something like that. And then, like I said, there's comments. I'm like, hey, is anybody going to block? Like, nah, dog, keep it positive. All, uh, the big-time quarterbacks, they, they, they give positivity to their teammates. They're going to be like, come on, big dog, I know you better than that. Come on, man. Like, let's get this thing going. You know what I'm saying? I don't need you to be out there telling me, is anybody going to block? Nobody says anything when you <laughs> won't throw the ball to affect your completion percentage or your stats all time. Nobody says anything when you don't show up in the big games. Nobody's coming and saying anything to you. So just shut the hell up yeah, and play. It, well, I mean, because Johnny from Charlotte says Peyton Manning would bust his lines ass for not blocking. We've seen QBs do Jeff this before. Jeff Saturday got it. Yeah, well, yeah, he sure did. And Jeff Saturday and Peyton are okay with each other. I guess, is it too early in the process for you? Do you need to develop some kind of bond before the quarterback comes nah, out? Like he's not that? perfect either. Like, I don't need you to be telling me or, or making right. little slick comments and things <laughs> of that nature. Like, you hadn't won a Super Bowl in, what, nine, ten years? You, you hadn't won a, a meaningful playoff game and God knows when, so don't come trying to act like you God with me. How are you? Yes. Go ahead, Fiddy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like I'm trying. Go ahead. Take the mic because if you no, got thoughts. No, I mean like, 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 look. I, I know because I'm, I was, I was anti Rodgers and I've turned on him because he's in a new home where he's being supported. Well, and, and it happened overnight, Fiddy. It was it not one of these. I'm not backing up from that, but like to say the man hasn't won a meaningful playoff game in in nine years is inaccurate because what? every playoff game you win is meaningful. He's two years removed from going to the NFC title game. Like the the guy has won big games over his career, and he's going to an organization that hasn't won a Super not Bowl with, in over not 40 with his, years. Not with his reputation of being the quote unquote boogeyman, and then he gets into these big playoff games and comes up short. Nah, I'm not. I'm not accepting that. So, so is like the only quarterback that can talk to his offensive line that way is Patrick Mahomes? No, but the thing is, a lot of the big dogs they don't do that. Aaron Rodgers is a known finger pointer. That's part of his reputation. That that's his thing. That was one of the reasons with teammates in Green Bay. He points the finger. I mean, I I know we have an issue in today's sports with being held accountable. Oh, I love That's it. That's what love he's good... doing. He's just no, holding them accountable no, because no. you could get away with not blocking for Zach Wilson. No. You could get away with that. You cannot get away with not blocking for a four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. You just can't. I love okay. a good well, society I know issue. how Fiddy bows down to people that he thinks are better than others, so that's I don't expect anything less from him. Uh, I love a good today's day and age issue. It all comes back to what's wrong <laughs> with today's society. And I that's almost what texted it... you last night because my man uh, Don Greca hit that, mm -hmm. and it's just empowered me even more to whenever I I, I, I want to talk about the issues in sports. We, we can just say that's the problem with this country. <laughs> Corey and Winston said it. He said he's an O-line coach in North Forsyth, and he'd bless his quarterback out if he spoke to his offensive line that way. That's just not needed in the heat of competition. I don't, I don't want to hear that, especially from him when mm -hmm. he makes mistakes as well. I, I don't want to hear that. Well, I mean, look, it would have been even nastier had Brian Burns and actual uh, maybe Justin Houston, Marquise Haynes played in the preseason game, but they didn't, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there, so it was all Zach Wilson. I do think Aaron Rodgers is expected to play at some point in the preseason. He did not in preseason game number one, and we know that's one of my biggest takeaways. When everybody was running around in circles, panicking because Carolina played not well at all in preseason game number one. There's no way to sugarcoat it. They also didn't have their best three pass rushers out there in preseason game number one when all of the other starters were out there, at least in the first couple of series. My question is, 
with Brian Burns coming in there, Justin Houston, also Marquise Haynes, that is going to help your pass rush in the regular season, Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. We like the pickup for Justin Houston, not only because Houston can perform well now, but because of his mentorship, because he is a veteran. How much uh, does his presence alone, Wes, how much is that going to enhance Brian Burns' sack total? If you want to put a number on it or just talk about it generically, that it's going to help Brian Burns a lot. I'm going to say he's going to add three more sacks onto uh, his total just from the knowledge because Burns called him, quote, a super vet and talked about how he's only been here a day, which at the time he had only been there for a day and said he's given me a lot of knowledge just on some things I haven't even thought about. It's nice when you can talk rush and bounce ideas off of each other. I mean, this is a guy that's got 111 career sacks. I think he knows a thing or two about getting to the quarterback. Burns is still a young guy. And uh, in life, we all are learning all the time every day. But I think that just off some of the things that I'm sure Justin Houston has seen in Burns and telling him where he can be better and things that he can do. I think that's going to help him out a lot. Did you like Aaron Rodgers at all for telling Brian Burns to go get his money after the preseason game? I don't care what it is. <laughs> okay, so. I'm done. I'm done with Aaron Rodgers stuff. I just wanted to throw that out there once more. <laughs> yeah, Justin Houston, great signing, not only because I wanted some depth at edge rusher. I've been talking about that all offseason long. But you're right. I think you do have some kind of aspect of – Justin Houston being the Andy Dalton to Brian Burns, where we even heard from Bryce Young in this game. Aaron Rodgers went over. I told you I wasn't going to bring him up, and here I go again. It's just featuring him. What do you want me to do? Hard Knocks featured Aaron Rodgers going over to Bryce Young. They showed that conversation. Aaron told Bryce how much of a fan he was and to take care of yourself, all that good stuff. He points to Andy Dalton on the sideline and said, how much is he helping you out? And Bryce says, oh, he's helped me out a ton. I'm asking him a million questions. He's helping me out so much as we approach the regular season. Aaron says, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Ask a million questions. I think Justin Houston is serving like that to a Brian Burns. Except Burns is more of a veteran. He's not a rookie like Bryce Young is. But Andy Dalton, Wes, I know you caped for him in the top 10 rankings that we had when the Saints took on the Carolina Panthers last year. I did not have him as a top 10 player. But I am not going to ignore the fact that he is one of maybe the best backup QB in all of the NFL. How much of a, is this an underrated signing? Is it an appropriately rated signing? And I'm going to ask you in the same angle that I had with Houston and Burns. Like, is this an underrated signing because Andy Dalton's willingness to mentor Bryce Young, and because if he has to go under center, we know he played pretty well when he did that last year. Yeah, I won't say underrated, uh, but I will say that it was just a shrewd signing by the Panthers. He's a perfect guy for a young player like Bryce Young to learn from because obviously you're not going to sign one of the top quarterbacks in the league to mentor him because otherwise he would be the starter. But as far as what Andy Dalton can bring to the table, I think it was a shrewd signing. I think it's gotten its proper uh, value because this is a guy that's still capable of being a, a solid starter in the league. Uh, so he's going to help him. He was a uh, high draft pick once upon a not, once upon a time, not quite as high as Bryce Young, but he still can relate to him uh, in a lot of ways. He was the face of the Cincinnati franchise for a while. Uh, and so I think that he will be of, of great help to him. So I definitely think it's gotten it's just due. Yeah. How well do you think the Carolina Panthers will play if he does start because of an injury to Bryce Young, because of whatever reason? He's more than capable of winning you games in in, in, in spots. I yeah. mean, if, if Bryce Young has to go out two, three games, I think you're in really good hands with Andy Dalton. That's why I like that signing, too. I liked it from the get-go because Andy Dalton is going to be the perfect QB 
where you aren't going to create some controversy of whether he should start or not. I mean, you're not bringing in somebody, well, all right, if if this guy isn't playing very well, then you got to go to the backup. If Bryce Young isn't playing well at the beginning of the season, then you're not going to go to Andy Dalton for anything other than an injury. Because can you imagine Frank Reich, the Carolina Panthers, deciding to pull the plug on Bryce Young and his starting after, like, what, week nine? <laughs> I mean, are we already doing this limbo? You're not going to be doing that. No. You're going to give Bryce his time, and you and I both believe Bryce is a quarterback that isn't going to turn the ball over enough. He's not going to make the game-breaking mistakes. He's not going to do that. And so as long as he doesn't do that, I don't think he's going to put a brand of football out there that's bad enough to make you even think, well, maybe Andy Dalton should be starting. That It's the thing you do, though, as you name your rookie quarterback the starter. The Colts have done this now, and so have the Houston Texans. Once you name your rookie quarterback a starter, you can't go back. You can't. The only reason you can go back is because of injury. Other than that... You, you're going to get into the psyche of these QBs that are trying to gain as much confidence as possible entering the NFL. And as soon as you go a different direction, confidence is going to be shot. And I'm one that believes in competition. I'm one that believes in, hey, you got to manufacture confidence somehow. Like you can't have it be so fragile in the National Football League to where that's going to completely discredit you as a football player going forward at the same time you've invested a first round pick in someone. Let's try to create an environment around him that supports him. And that makes sure that he has all the confidence that he can have. And I, that's what, that's what for me, is not going to be compromised with Andy Dalton on the roster. 704-570-9610. Feel free to share your thoughts and comments on the text line. Time now to go to the first Fitty Flash of the day. Fitty. Going to focus on how you can continue to consume NFL content this uh, season. YouTube TV is set to offer student pricing for their NFL Sunday ticket package uh, sometime next week. They rolled out their monthly packages. I, I believe that started today. First off, are you guys uh, YouTube TV people? And how much of a win do you think YouTube TV is going to be for the NFL? Yes, I am a big old YouTube TV person. So Once you I, recommend it? I do recommend YouTube TV. Now, I also split pay with the packages that they have, and it's like no money. That's the way to roll with if you have a YouTube TV account. But also, for the first time this year, not only am I hopping on Hard Knocks, I have NFL Sunday Ticket and Red Zone for the first time this year. You've never had it? Never had it in my life. How have you consumed NFL football on a Sunday without those? Free, baby. Free. 399 Carolina Panthers you don't need all that stuff and right that's the team I cover <laughs> <laughs> so it's been all good with me now I am very excited to watch some of these other games that I have access to and everybody swears by red zone I mean just a smorgasbord of non-stop scoring in the NFL oh you're done watching this touchdown let's immediately take you across the country and show you this touchdown so ready for it yeah I'm a YouTube TV guy as well I've always just added the sports package so I can have red zone as you said the Carolina Panthers a team we cover don't need uh the package for that but as far as red zone goes i feel like i get football fatigue almost after watching red zone because it's so much to consume <laughs> you get all of the important plays from every single game so i don't necessarily see the need for sunday ticket unless like you're a panthers fan that lives across the country in california and you want to watch carolina games in their entirety or scenarios like that but 
to me, it's just the NFL just getting every single dollar that they can get. I mean, these guys legit print money. Now they have the student discounts. They're saying, listen, if you can't afford it, they like to hustle on the street. Oh, you can't afford it? All right, I give you two for five, two for five. You know what I'm saying? They find a way Good to credit, get bad credit, every, no credit. That's fine. They find a way to get every dollar they can. I'm in need of a smart TV, so either y'all can help me out or the text line. What smart TV brand would you recommend that I invest my money I in? I say TCLs are the best value, man, for smart TV. No TCLs doubt are great, man. Get you one of those. They have great picture. You can get them for a great price. Uh, go to Walmart or wherever, but TCL all day. The same buddy that I scared in high school, you know, God bless him, is the guy that is also amazing at finding deals. Got me something crazy, a 55-inch TCL, when Walmart had a crazy sale and a crazy sale, and boom, got it. Greatest value I've ever had, and it's an amazing TV, TCL. That's the way to go. Sponsored to you by TCL. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we we'll get some money and some benefits from that. Let's go to the campus corner. Biff Pogey, he's doubling down on something. Is it ice cream? Is it about their expectations? You have to stay tuned and find out. It's coming up next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep hitting up that text line 704-570-9610. Giving Fitty all types of TV advice. Big Dad, Big Cat Dan says most definitely TCL. 864 number says they got an Amazon 55 inch on Prime Day for 220. Had it for a year, no problems. I think he's talking about a TCL because I said that you can get a an Amazon one or a Roku one with it already built in so you don't have to buy like the extras around it and all those particulars. So Fiddy's been getting some good advice. I think he's made a decision pretty much already. Well, everybody, I mean, TCL, uh, very much so the consensus on the best bang for your buck This here. is pretty yeah. good. I love to get reviews. I think now when I'm getting ready to purchase something, I'm just going to come on here and ask the texters, and mm-hmm. then they'll give me uh, steer me in the right direction as well. I view this as who wants to be a millionaire asking the audience. 80% of the time, they're going to give you the right answer. But the more obscure the question, the audience might lean you <laughs> one way, and then you'll go home walking with nothing because you didn't just take the money. This is going to be tough because the listeners are steering us in the right direction right now, but the more obscure the re- the request, I think, they might lead you in a bad direction. Yeah, because I, I do a ton of research, and it could be 
cumbersome to say the least to try okay. to do tons you said of the most before you buy something i know and you're it, one that likes to freeze time on a word that's not often used and so cumbersome <laughs> no that's doubt. something that you did the most with no doubt but for now it's time to go to the place you can learn words like that on the campus kona all right let's go the charlotte 49ers biff poji talking that talk once again letting you know how good the Charlotte 49ers defense will be in 2023. Fiddy, let's play the clip. Our defense right now is, I got to tell you, is elite. It is, you know, I stand behind the offense because I don't want to get run over. And um, <laughs> and it is just so disconcerting because there's no leverage on the defense. They're everywhere. They come from every place. You can't run the ball on them. It is like if you're an offensive coach, it'll drive you to start drinking heavily. <laughs> All right, well, with seven new starters on defense and eight on offense, we could look at this two different ways. Either the offense has so many new parts that the defense just looks so great because they're out there dominating an offense that hasn't figured it out, or Biff Pogey could be on to something saying that this defense, with all its new parts intact, could really be a real problem out there after last season finishing 127th in total defense and 128th in scoring defense. Nowhere to go but up in 2023. Walker, what say you? Well, he told us on these airwaves when we talked to him not too long ago, this team is completely different. And so when you try to put some precedent with how this team is going to be from last year, you can't. It's not the same team. It's not even close to the same team. Biff Pogey came in here and said, yeah, we're going to switch this thing up. Because what is going to be advantageous for you by bringing some of the defensive players that you had last year and not having a complete a complete overhaul? They were maybe the worst defense in all of college football. That's not hyperbole. There were some stats that you could look at where they ranked second to last, dead last. They gave up chunk plays constantly. You and I could have ate out there. They, they gave up 40 points every game, Wes, yeah. until finally Will Healy, they move on from him. Phil Rossamundo comes in and actually does a pretty good job. Like, big shout. That's one. That's a guy that I think is going to be overlooked in Charlotte football history when it's all said and done or as we're a little bit further on. But went 2-2 two and two with a team that couldn't win anything with Will Healy as the head coach in what was his, like, third year, right? So, like, or Pete Rossamundo, I should say, not Phil. Either way, great job there to at least to steady the ship. Now Biff Pogey is coming in to have it launch. I'm ready for this, man. The defense, to me, having four-star guys come over to this program, completely ready for it, and we've seen him do a good job in high school and be credited with bringing Michigan to the promised land, at least getting them to the college football playoff a couple of times, one where they were even the favorite against the TCU. So I'm really excited about the Charlotte team, and I agree. I do think it probably starts with the defense. Yeah, there's so much new. Everybody's talked about the transfer. Iyabi Oki can't wait to see what he can do with yep. this defense, but after Biff Pogey has put this hyperbole on it, a lot will be expected in Charlotte this season. I'm here for it, and I want to see them be successful now folks we can pretty much have the party at this point if you'd like because industry sources according to an article from cbs sports's dennis dodd said industry sources said that there's not much desire by the big 10 or the sec to add the likes of clemson and florida state we also talked about the grant of rights and all of those things that would make it hard for a team to leave anyway 
But now the SEC and the Big Ten have turned up their noses at ACC teams. I know that I am happy for this as well. And so what do you feel about this and what do you think should be next for the ACC? Should they try to expand to get into the conversation? Because right now it looks like the Big Two is going to dominate in the future. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm throwing a party that Florida State isn't leaving, right? I mean, it would... Or that the ACC will remain intact. I, at least... Yeah, right now. And I, are we just going to have this conversation over and over again? That's my question. Yes. Realignment. Put an emphasis on this. And so here we are talking about with Oregon, Washington, going over to the Big Ten, now the Big 12. They look actually somewhat steady, at least with programs that want to be in the Big 12 when we thought that they were going to go under because Texas and Oklahoma were about to leave that conference. And now here we are talking about the ACC. I understand realignment with other conferences might put an emphasis on how we view the ACC, but I don't know if I'm skipping and jumping around. Yay, they're intact because Florida State didn't get their wish, even though they're being an agent of chaos wanting to leave so badly. Uh, Joe Ovius is going to join us at 2 o'clock. I want to talk about the ACC mayhem with him, but he talked about the golden handcuffs that the grant of rights serves as. So here you have the grant of rights going until 2036 where Florida State can't really get out of it. But are you happy to keep someone in the home that doesn't want to be there? And if they perform better, then they're going to get more money. Ultimately, it starts with Florida State. But I can't help but feel like this is still a mess, Wes. Like, here they are. Great. ACC, they have everybody intact. At least you have this grant of rights deal to keep every team here within the conference. But all right, are we just going to have this convo every single season or every other two or three years until we get to 2036 and then Florida State can go on its merry way because they're not going to sign another deal? Okay, I, I guess we just got to feels like the parents that are staying together for the kids. I, it just they, They've got a legally binding agreement, even though nobody wants to be there. Well, at the end of the day, I could care less with any of those stuffy suits and whatever they want to bark and talk. I could care less about that because the players and the coaches could care less. They want to come out there and play games. That's all I'm concerned about is good sports on either side. None of the kids are going to be out there thinking, oh, man, what's going to happen in 2036? I sure wish the revenue would be distributed better as they're at the free throw line and getting ready to throw a pass. So I could care less. ACC still remains intact. It will be interesting to see where they go from here. And for the greater good, in the words of one Seth Rollins from the WWE, I may be rooting for even some of the ACC teams that I don't like. Probably still not going to chip for Carolina, but for the greater good of the league, the profile needs to continue to be raised. That means more ranked teams, more chances to get to the playoffs, more chances to get back into the national conversation as having elite teams. So there we go. The ACC is going to be together for quite some time. And when we return, we're going to go back into the ACC as Team Week continues. We're going to talk NC State and that defense on the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC.